Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. Daniel. Hi there. And two very special guests we have with us again, our wonderful patron, William. Hello. And Indeed. <laughs> and today we also have the legendary behind the scenes guy, Wolfslore. That's me. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking what exactly, Ariel? Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, my bad. We're going to discuss what we like and dislike about Village. Bum, bum, bum. See what I did there? Because I gave you shit last time. <laughs> it's Resident Evil A. It's Resident Evil A. It's Village. Got him. <laughs> Well, to kick things off, I think Wolf has some opinions here. I do. I do have all sorts of opinions. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, I mean, what? And none of them are great. And none of them are great. No, none of them are great. Oh, goodness. I am not a fan of Village. Um, Ooh. I pre-ordered it. I... Um, streamed through it one sitting and I think they made one specific decision that completely ruined it for me and that was the big Ethan is a mold monster reveal I think a reveal like that made the previous tension of 7 and everything leading up in 8 pointless because 
They revealed, oh, he can just regenerate. He could come back from dead. All of the tension was artificial. Even if you had died, he wouldn't have died because he was just a regenerating mold man. And that ruined it for me. I thought they should have killed him off. I thought Chris should have finished off the game and (laughs) could have done it from there. (laughs) What were you doing, Capcom? What What were were you you doing? doing? Uh, I see why they went that route, though. Mm-hmm. I do. Because they kind of wanted that finale with Ethan at the end, you know, when he died and, you you know, Chris takes over and then Ethan comes back. I see that. I think what they were trying to do is to give Ethan that final closure. You see, at that point, I had tuned out because he was he was just a mold. It wasn't Ethan. He wasn't this human (laughs) character anymore. He was just this supernatural (laughs) presence that we had been gaslighted behind the scenes to believe he was just this normal guy. He was only normal for like a few minutes anyways, till he got inside the fucking Baker's. Till he arrived in Louisiana. Louisiana. (sighs) Ah. So, Wolf, you don't like anything about it? Um, I mean, the characters were fun. I had a lot of good moments of it. Uh, you know, the great moment where a giant baby fetus is coming after you while crying. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, hide and seek with a doll. Um, the factory. I, there, there were a lot of cool moments and set pieces. It just... I there found was a it. point where the story hit that pivotal moment... And I just, I tuned out. Like, I was so disappointed. I remember when they killed him off in the field and I was all like, holy shit, that's big. That's brave. Where's the story going? What are they doing? And then they're all like, he's back. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. (laughs) You're just mad because your dad wouldn't come back to life to save your life. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, well, Ariel, hmm. what are some negatives that you saw in the game? Well, if I'm being completely honest, I was never a fan of Ethan anyways. When seven came out and it, you know, it was started glorious seven. No, when <laughs> um, it introduced the whole new characters Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. And it wasn't because it was a new character. It was because it was just a normal person. You know, there was no, like, training. There, He wasn't, like, stars or BSAA or any sort of training whatsoever. A police officer it was just a guy looking for his wife. And I didn't like that. So, in 8, let's bring this back to 8. You know, I already didn't like that. It continued on with Ethan. Mm-hmm. But I think I got over it. Very quickly, if I remember right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the game itself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't give a fuck that I'm Ethan right now. So <laughs> let's do some uh, let's fucking shit up. But no, I really wasn't a fan of Ethan. I get where Wolf's coming from mm-hmm. with his whole why make him a mold monster thing. But I also think I speculate because I don't know what they were trying to do with that final arc at the end 
mm-hmm. with him coming back. We'll get to my opinions on that. Because I, I actually I actually like that. And there's a very specific reason why I liked that. You see, I don't even think it was to give him closure. I think they wanted to give Rose these supernatural powers with her being born of the progenitor mold and of human, like... <clears throat> the progenitor mold. Don't do that. The progenitor virus and the mold are completely separate. I know, I know, but you know what I'm saying. They were an experimental... It's a mixture of sloth. But anyway, they wanted to make Rose whatever she is right now. What would you consider her? I would consider her a B.O.W. at this point. Yeah, but... Oh, no. Did we consider Albert Wesker a B.O.W. until he mutated? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He was the perfect form of a B.O.W. Much like Rose, Rose is technically the perfection of a B.O.W. In fact, I would... So what you're saying is Rose is better than Wesker. All right, confirmed. (laughs) No one's better than Wesker. (laughs) I would say that she's the next... I would say she's the next stage of evolution past Wesker. Because she actually has the ability to regenerate without further mutations. So Spencer's dream came true. Well, I mean, essentially, we don't really know that yet. Yeah, I mean, if she has the same abilities as Ethan, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, William, slap what? some soup on it, call it a fix. So, what part of eight did you not like? I didn't like any of it. I loved all of it. Sorry. <laughs> So there's not one particular thing that you just did. Primo Resident Evil game. So nothing. Probably the third best Resident Evil game. Well, if it's only three, then there's got to be something wrong. (laughs) Well, first off, you're never beaten. In my opinion, you're never beaten three. Now, is this original or remake? either (laughs) people shit on the remake but god you know it was just good and I have a soft spot for six so nothing's beating six (laughs) Daniel's smirking (laughs) so Resident Evil 8 solid third place I personally don't have any gripes about it other than they should have extended uh, the water section. See, that's uh, one of no, my no. Moreau can go. <laughs> no, that that water side, the 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 pulleys. All right. I no. feel I feel like this is my biggest complaint with the game. I feel like it was over too soon. I feel like it needed to be a little bit longer. It had a good amount of length, but. Even after I explored everything and went through every little nook and cranny I could, I still ended up ending the game in like six hours. Yikes, we got to bump those numbers up. (laughs) So and that's completing all the puzzles. That's doing all the extras. That's everything. It was like six hours. And 
I feel a little let down with that because doing RE4, I mean, yeah, you can speed through that in that amount of time, but when you're when you're playing RE4 and you're playing it for the appreciation of the game, I've watched Ariel put hours into one playthrough. I don't understand how with those controls. <laughs> I personally, I just can't. I can't get them down. Eh, I don't know. You just do it. <laughs> My mental stability just lowers drastically as I play that game. So I got, I got to the farm and said, all right, th that's it. I'm done. So here's my big question. Now that we've heard everybody's complaints, let's piece those out. So Wolf's complaint was the fact that it was a molt monster. How do you feel about I that don't... specific one, Ariel? I'm not quite sure I understand what you're asking. He's asking why Wolfslore's opinion is uh, wrong. <laughs> well, I don't think it's the specific fact that he was a mold monster. I think it's the fact that they killed him off only to reveal he was actually a deus ex machina and brought him <laughs> back. <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about that. So I get where I, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Ariel. I get where he's coming from. Yeah, like, I get where Wolf's coming from, but I also appreciate the whole parent versus parent thing at the end. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win? And you always think, like, you know, mom's going to win. No. Dad had a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. My thoughts are. I, I get why they did it because they wanted Rose It's exactly right just like Wolf said They wanted Rose to be Basically a B.O.W And the only way to justify that is if Seven If after seven they were both deemed mold monsters Or mold beings Infected by the mold Yeah And I get it And I think that's why I'm Mostly okay with it because of the end goal Yeah it's a little frustrating to be you, you have this imaginary feeling of death as you go through. It's annoying, but I get the end goal. But so was seven. So seven was annoying because it, the whole like three fourths of the game, you didn't it didn't really have anything to do with Umbrella. Or Resident Evil, period. Yeah. But I, I see the end goal. I mean, I I'm OK with it because of the end goal. Parent versus parent. <laughs> Essentially what it was. Oh, and goodness. Ethan's not dead. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. No. There was actually a, a, a nice little YouTube video I watched where uh, people are theorizing that Ethan and the end credit scene is the guy seen walking down the road that they pass in the truck. Well, I mean, I've glitched the camera out and I got the camera over there and it is his character model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the whole video I watched <laughs> all about his character model. So. Yeah, but you also have to remember backseat zombie was Leon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it could have been like a, a like one of those memory type deals too. 
You know, because she is technically part of the mold and the mold shares memories. Yeah. So it could have been like a self-projection kind of deal. Uh, guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> well, with that being said, I think this is the perfect time to take a mid-break. And when we come back, we can talk about the things we love. About mid-break her. already? <laughs> she oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to the middle of the show. Ariel, what do we do in the middle of the show? Fall asleep. Fall asleep? False. Yeah, oh, God. Y'all got me up at like <laughs> nine o'clock doing this. No, we have, to th- oh, we, we have to thank our patrons. Like. Oh, our, I hate those guys. Oh, we love them. So we have to thank our VIP patrons. Chaotic. I'm going to try to pronounce this. I think it's K. <laughs> it's K E A. I think it's K. Ariel's giving me a weird look. Did you say K E Y? No, it's K E A. Kaya. Yeah, it's K. Kai K out of K. We have another VIP patron, Donnie Shanks. Uh, our next VIP patron, Chris Slate. Our other VIP. Our other VIP patron, William, and our all-access yeah. patron, Remington Cloutier. So, uh, thank you! Y'all are fucking awesome. And so are you listeners out there, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't? We would, but <laughs> nobody would listen to it, so it'd be like we didn't have a show. Oh, goodness. So I, I do have to do a uh, quick shout out um, to another podcast. <sighs> so the Crimson Head podcast, which is another Resident Evil podcast that you should go listen to, has uh, has, has friended us on Twitter. I went and listened to some of their stuff and it's great. It's great stuff. If you want to keep up to date on what Capcom's doing, that's a good one to get into. I know I'm pushing listeners away, but <laughs> we have to give a shout out. Well, there's nothing wrong with no. Like you're mentally flashbanging me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I will say it's I've given the episodes quite quite a few episodes now. Listen to and it's fantastic stuff, and um, you get you've got the voice actors. Some of the voice actors from Resident Evil are the hosts. And it's it's just great stuff. You should go listen. It's a fantastic listen. If you like this one, you're definitely going to love that one. I love the fact that it's called Crimson Head. I do, too. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> nice little homage to one there. So, without further ado, mid-break stuff. Daniel, what do you got? Nothing. You're a liar. So, I went shopping on Etsy. I didn't you actually, did, I, you, did you actually buy something this time, or did you just I, anticipate I, that our listeners would buy it for you? Yes. <laughs> yes. So on Etsy, made by Ordum Productions, there is something called Resident Evil Village Charms. And so basically they're keychains. Oh. With Chris, Lady D, and Heisenberg. Chris and Heisenberg are both shirtless. And so is Lady D. No, she's not. <laughs> they probably had to keep that more PG-13. Uh. <laughs> but they have them. You can get them for $15 a piece. 
and they are on Etsy. Looks like there is a lot of good reviews about them. Not for sure what shipping will run you, but they have a front and a back side to them. Oh and my gosh. I'm telling you, Heisenberg and Chris are shirtless <laughs> if you want those. And so is Lady D. Just quit saying that. Well, I mean, she doesn't really leave much to the imagination. Really. <laughs> gosh. That's what I have before Ariel ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with Chris and Heisenberg being shirtless. I'm, I'm on board with that. So. Oh, goodness. All right, Ariel, what do you got for us? A lot of good dreams tonight. Oh, my gosh. So I read an article, much like I always do. And this one comes from Comic Book. And the title is Netflix's Resident Evil showrunner wants to bring in Lady D. <laughs> Thought it'd be fitting for this. Of course he does. Yes. So, you know, the show recently debuted. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of mixed praise. So, you know, there's not, uh, it's still up in the air if there's going to be more after this. However, if there is, the showrunner, Andrew Dobb, Dabber Dobb, however you pronounce it, was talking about what he'd like to see happen in future seasons. So he goes on saying, over the course of the series, I want to bring everything in. Left to my own devices, I want Lady D. I want the plant monster. I want it all. I want everything, but judiciously and responsibly over time. So I think, here's my thoughts on this. I think if done right, it would be fucking awesome. Mm. And I hope he does bring in everything of Resident Evil in. Though, if... I'm trying to think of how he would honestly do it because the games are canon to the show. She's dead. So I'm wondering how he would bring her in. Mm. I don't know. I guess we'll see if this happens. I would think it'd have something to do with the mold regenerative properties. He just brings her back. <laughs> he loves the big bosom woman. Oh, goodness. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. And hopefully we get another season. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm keeping my comments about the show to myself right now. There, there'll be another time for that. Yeah, there's <laughs> another time. Another it's place. not good. Oh, goodness. Well, like Daniel, I brought some merch today. This one's actually a really cool t-shirt. I kind of want it. So this comes to us from MerchandisingPlaza.com. And this is a Resident Evil Nemesis shirt. And it is basically just the like the shadow of Nemesis. And it's got some, you know, outer lining logos and things. And it's kind of it's just basically an outline with some blood smeared across it. It's pretty cool looking. We're going to have the links in the show notes. <laughs> I can't really explain it. It's just cool. I want it. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and it is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a hold of it, uh, the price on that is $24.54. And that is not with shipping. So keep that in mind. Really? The 54? <laughs> like you couldn't have just gone 50? No. 
Yeah. Or 25. Yeah. 54. 54. I think they're all doing this now because they listen to the podcast and they really just want to annoy you. I mean, at this point, <laughs> like, yeah. If it's Resident Evil merch, we got to put a weird symbol or weird sense after it because it's going to piss Ariel off. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to have my own business where I sell my own shit and it's going to be an even price. Hey, we have that. It's called the Fumbling Four Store. Oh? Yeah, the Fumbling Four Store.com, where almost everything is even priced. <laughs> Listeners, he lies. You should go check it out, though. We yeah, got a bunch we, of cool shit on there. We do have some new uh, RE merch up there um, from none other than our local team artist. Drunk Pug. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool stuff. And uh, I think he's got some more stuff coming for the other shows that we do merch-wise. I'm pretty excited. Well, he is working on something currently for Resident Evil, and he showed me a picture of it. And I can't wait because I'm going to buy it on a shirt. Oh? Yes. And I'm not going to spoil it yet. I'll wait till he's finished. But it has something to do with what we were just talking about. So (laughs) I'm excited. And I want it. (laughs) Goodness. So let's go with William. Do you have merch for us? Yes. (laughs) On Etsy, they're made by Nostalgic Jess. J-E-S-S Resident Evil Cube Sets made to look like uh, they got one for Resident Evil 1 and 2 sorry 2 and 3 and 4 they look like scenes from the game alright I'm in (laughs) I'll send Ariel the link so she can put it in the show notes. Those diagram cubes are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, order it. Yeah, they're definitely they're pretty, they look pretty well made too. Well, Wolfie, did you bring something for us today? I have an update. So an while update. It, it's right an article. I um. A while ago, I brought some rubber ducks for everybody. There's a new one added to the collection. They have a tofu duck. So if you want a (laughs) duck in the shape of tofu, wielding a knife and a uh, star's hat, it is out there. (laughs) $14.99 on Amazon. Hey, I put that. I brought that up the first time I was on this thing. (laughs) Stealing my thunder. (laughs) Tofu ducky. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, with all that being said, I think it's time for us to jump to the end of the episode. Well, welcome back to the end of the episode. So we talked about all the things that we didn't like. Now's the time we get to talk about the things we did like. And I'm going to start with William on this one. So what is (laughs) the whole game? What is a masterpiece? What is the one thing that stood out to you with this? Probably Ethan, man, too angry to die. <laughs> I mean, think about it though. Like, man on a mission. He, he he went through hell in seven. Thought he got away. Now it's all starting all over again. But this time, they took his daughter. And that's something you don't do. He went Liam Neeson. 
He went. I wouldn't even say Liam. <laughs> Liam Neeson didn't kill that many people. <laughs> Liam Neeson didn't rise from the dead and slaughter an ancient being. Like I could see. Let's be honest here. <laughs> He's a man with a like, set of skills. Well, that's not your child. <laughs> so I don't know. The whole game was just. It was great to me. I liked the castle. Moreau, I'm glad it was as short as it was. Uh, I'm glad the Benevito household was as quick as it was. The factory couldn't have been better. Hmm. The story, very well written. Don't even say anything, Wolf Slaughter, because I know you got to say something. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, William just says the whole game. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. So, what is Ariel? What, what moment stood out to you? <laughs> okay. Well, um, y'all know I'm a sucker for a story. So, what stood out for me was the story. And because it was, like I said previously, to me it was back to Resident Evil. And I loved the time and attention to detail they put into the characters. Like, because even, like I said before, the um, house lords, each of them had a very sad story Mm. that, you know, over time corrupted them. Each and every one of them. And than even Mother Miranda. Like, the loss of her daughter and all of that turned her into the monster she became. Granted, the mold kind of did that, but the thirst for power and the thirst for bringing her daughter back. hmm And, you know, so, the story. I mean, there's a million other things in that game that I absolutely love, but that's the one thing that stood out for me. Okay. And and to piggyback on that, I love how they brought up, you know, for full circle. They explained, you know, the beginning, basically. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> so, Wolf, what did you like best? I know you didn't like the game, but you had to have some point that you did like. I never said I didn't like the game. I said <laughs> I hated what they did with the story. <laughs> Oh, they no. Okay. Anyway, what I loved, things that I loved, the things set that pieces I loved. were cool. I loved the area. I love gothic medieval architecture. That game was full of it. It was a very um, gothic setting from the village to the castles to all of it. Really great, wonderful set pieces. Uh, a lot of the puzzles. I, I love the hecticness of a lot of it. From the giant fetus chasing you to the water section to all of it I thought was wonderful. Even the weird Call of Duty section that was thrown in was a <laughs> weird change of pace, but I welcomed it and it was fun for what it was like. Th- there were a lot of great moments. It was from the one thing that just destroyed it from me. The rest of it was pretty fun. Decent. That fetus could have just <laughs> crawled right back up into the womb and never came back out. Hated that. 
Yeah, that was an awful moment for me. I didn't like it either. <laughs> oh, Daniel, do you have a favorite moment? I do like the tie-in back to Resident Evil with Spencer and the houses being the umbrella symbol. Mm-hmm. I do like that because it did, to me, veer far off of Resident Evil's original path. Yeah. I know it's all connected. I don't deny that. But I like that it kind of somewhat went back without... You don't you don't get a lot of it, but it gave it gave the it gave the series a nice clean, you know, full circle effect. That it was definitely connected. Yeah. Instead of just hey, this is a game that doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the other games. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I I like the most about it, is just the the tie in to the older stuff. He also likes the werewolves. Uh, <laughs> if this is like underworld. I don't know if I like the werewolves. Speaking of which, I have to say this. I had no idea. When I laughed at the name, I had no idea it was an actual, like, mythological origin. So when one of our fans got on the Discord and was like, hey, I was kind of heartbroken when Aaron laughed at the name. I was like, well, why? So I went up and looked it through it. Okay, those werewolves, by historical definition, are the strongest werewolves. You'd be like the Varkalak? Yes. That one? Yes. So now the name's not funny anymore because I'm like, holy crap, these things are vicious. Like his like mythology wise, they are incredibly vicious and strong. So I'm like, all right, well, I just thought Capcom made the name up, but now that it's a real thing, it changes everything. <laughs> uh so Resident Evil is pretty good about tying yeah. mythological things into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we go through dissecting each one of these I'm starting to realize that they do have a lot of mythological tie-ins you could even tell from the earlier games with some of the BOW names and such mm-hmm. I'm a fan of mythology so oh yeah which uh, we'll have to talk about it at the end of this uh, episode you and Wolf got a new podcast we do <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> so um Oh, I was going to say to say one more nice thing about the game. Um, um, Lady uh, Dimitrescu. I'm just glad. Lady D. Lady D. Wonderful. <laughs> but what I mean by this specifically, hear me out, hear me out, is how much they hyped her up, how the internet went wild, and then she was just gone. Like, you first part of the game, you, you kill her off, and then it's just like, now let's continue. <laughs> so much hype. Her, so much hype before it, behind it, and it's just like, nah, shit, not even as big as you thought she was going to be. <laughs> I even said that same exact thing to you as when we were playing through. Yeah, I was expecting <laughs> a lot more. Expecting a whole lot more out of her. I was like, and I, she's dead. <laughs> I love that. I love uh, hype like reversals like that, where you go in expecting one thing to be a huge part, and they're like, no, they're minuscule in the grand scope of things. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that brings it to me. And what I liked best out of this was the fact that they brought the merchant back. (laughs) Yeah, we all know my soft spot for the merchant. 
I I I loved that they wrapped it up with the other merchant though. I loved that they made it like out this underground merchants guild kind of deal. Well, they didn't wrap it up, and I wish they would have. <laughs> I need more explanation. Your tiny ass little hints. I need more. <laughs> I need more Capcom. Give me more. More merchants. No, more info on the merchants. <laughs> in this the type uh the M type virus. <laughs> Like, I need it in my life. <laughs> Maybe we'll get more merchant info when the RE4 remake drops. No. No. I don't anticipate it. I'm going to just make my own video game. Oh? On merchants in Resident Evil, which is okay, too. So, um, Resident Evil merchant tycoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sells millions. Oh, goodness. Well, with that being said... First off, I would like to thank our wonderful returning patron, William, for joining us for this episode. As always. <laughs> and of course, we got to thank Wolf for joining us this episode. Thank you for having me. And with that, I need to turn it over to Ariel so you and her can talk about your wonderful new podcast that's coming. Or it's already out. Well, first, before any of that. Mm. So... You remember how I brought up about, let me talk about the similarities between eight and four. Oh. Well, I've gotten some feedback and people want to hear it. So, as a bonus episode, you're going to hear me talk on and on and on about the similarities between four and eight. Hmm. Surprise. <laughs> I'm actually excited about it because it's going to be a good episode. I really want to get into the nitty and gritty of the similarities. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So anyways, I wanted to say that I expect that to come out sometime soon. It's going to be a bonus episode. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be thrown in there whenever I feel like throwing it in there. <laughs> so just wanted to say that mm. now. Yeah. Me and Wolf have me. started a new podcast about all things horror called the Academy of Terror. So, um, all you listeners listening to this, clearly you're horror fans. So come and listen to us as we deep dive into all things horror. First episode's really good, by the way. <laughs> well, first in episode's intro, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. Listen to it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I think your guys' next episode's what in, uh, comparisons of Nosferatu and yeah, you're right. The first, uh, the next episode that's coming out is us discussing Nosferatu and the cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Oh, so exciting! Yes. <sighs> so, with all that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening and tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RELurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.